Hey everybody, this is Tara Mendoza with God for the Answer Ministries. And yes, as you can hear, <laughs> that's right. There is a lot of noise at my house today, as per usual, but even more than usual because there are people working on the siding. And normally I don't have Mr. Damien running around. Um, he's usually napping when we podcast, but here we are. So I'm excited to talk to you. If you can get through the noise. Yes, sweetheart. What's that? Oh, thank you. Uh, you know, and if you can get through my son asking if I'd like to have my socks taken off, which he's never asked me before. But hey, I ask him, so <laughs> it makes sense that he would ask me. Anyways, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. If you don't know who God for the Answer Ministries is, don't feel bad. We are a small but mighty ministry that just launched in July, and we are out here. Our mission is to help other people realize what we feel is the answer to all of life's biggest problems, and that's God. Um, We're doing this through podcasts and through virtual and in-person community building. We've got a weekly Bible study going on and just trying to get out there and do outreach as much as possible. We also have an Instagram and a Facebook page, but right now they are not doing a whole lot because we are praying for volunteers to help us with that. Anyhow, we are out here trying to get the message that God is the answer to everything out there. And if you didn't know who we were before, That's us in a nutshell. This month, we are talking about Peace Be Still. That's the name of our series and uh, subtitled The Peace That Doesn't Make Sense. We're talking about this this month because that peace that doesn't make sense comes from what Jesus did on the cross for us. It comes from the one that was born this month, the one we celebrate um, so big this month of Christmas and so We are talking about that and super excited to do so. This week, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about that continued, but we're breaking it down to peace be still, the very very simple one-step plan to get peace. So if you're ready, grab some pencils, pens, snack, coffee, get cozy, and let's chat today. I'm so glad you're here. So I have heard just about everywhere I've gone that I am not the only one dealing with a little bit of hardship, right? Like it's no surprise that the entire world is really going through something right now. Um, And uh, I just took the kids to a doctor's appointment this week and I've chatted with people at the grocery store and it seems like everyone is dealing with some anxiety, some depression, um, and probably some crazy kids running around that you can hear in the background. Sorry about the noise, guys. So this week, that leads me to really wanting to talk about my current fight for peace. Not because I want to talk about me, 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 but because I really am hoping that if... um, God helped me with something in particular this week, and I talk about it here. Maybe it'll help someone else with what they're dealing with. Um, And I really want to dive into how God led me to freedom um, during this latest fight with Pete or fight for peace, and how 
how complex I made it and how simple he made it. So this week was a roller coaster. Um, I really had some ups and downs myself. Um, just to name a few things, I had a him um, a hormonal imbalance um, that I was dealing with. Um, old thought patterns seemed to try to sneak back in. Some big life crossroads um, were up in my face and. Most of you, you know, for instance, most of you know that I'm I'm opening a clothing store um, with carefully picked, pre-washed, uh, and free and clear detergent, upcycled, gently used clothing. I'm really excited about it. Um, this week, we got word that the third space that was absolutely perfect for our storefront had been rented to another business um, yet again, <laughs> and everything left, it seems, that we are finding is triple the price. Um, it seemed like the original plan wasn't going to work. And it is, to say the least, discouraging on top of, you know, some of the other things that I was dealing with this week. I felt really aware of the fact that if I forced this um, new information that, wow, it's it's going to be super expensive, Um, no matter how much I really want it, if I forced it, it could mean too much stress. And the whole point, um, of this thrift store that could be super fun and super awesome for so many other reasons. Um, the whole point is for it to offer as a space to meet more people, to reach more people, to build more community. But really it's an answer to God's, uh, to my prayer, um, after feeling called to ministry, um, I, I was like, okay, I, I want to write books and I want to reach people about my fight with PTSD and, um, my story of being healed from anxiety and depression, but no one knows I'm an author yet. And, no one knows that I'm available to go and speak and no one really knows about the podcast. And so there's no way to pay the bills doing these things. They're just what I really want to do. They're my passion. They're what I think I am called to do. And when I'm dreaming, if I'm honest about what I think God has planned for me, Surely, uh, I'm giving myself permission to believe that the books will sell one day, right? That this could be my full-time job. But right now, the bills need paid. And and um, these the ministry um, that God has led me to in these books that are being written, they're not paying the bills. So I turned to God and was like, what do I do to pay the bills and the thrift shop, the thrift shop, the clothing shop dream was born. So in trying to give this a go, when we discovered that the rent was going to be triple the price that we had set out to uh, take a chance on, it really, it, it, it forced me to be at a crossroads this week going, I think that if I force this, what's going to happen is I'm going to be too stressed out to continue writing the books, to continue to to be a vessel of God's love when I'm at the grocery store, when I'm talking to neighbors, when I'm with my kids, um, 
that isn't so stressed out that, you know, that I can't hardly have those conversations that are really important. And I think it's going to make the main thing the last thing. And that's not what I want to happen. So I was faced with all of that this week and just tons of emotions. And it was just a roller coaster of a week. And then... To make matters worse, hi baby, there was friction with um, money, there was, um, uh, you know, and and just kind of the way that we do it in our home has changed a little bit recently, and that was causing friction between me and my husband, my husband and I. Um, The the laundry was like never ending this week. Um, my dog kept getting sick and Mommy, his bags. What? Yes, ask Cousin Marcos if he can help you get out your chocolate advent calendars. So much fun. <laughs> and so, you know, on top of my regular on top of my regular um kiddo baths I had Benji baths for my dog and it was just a crazy week that led me to the morning I really want to talk to you about so this particular morning um I had just felt heavy with the awareness that I may not be okay that um I just had a hard time sitting in my own skin and, and being well in my own skin. I kept fighting with, you know, the reality that I am truly okay. Um, even though I knew I was, and I know the truth of what God says about me to be true, I was really struggling with feeling like it. Um, and though we cannot allow ourselves to get caught up in emotions, right? Like we can't let them rule us. I was really struggling. Um, Yes, sweetheart. Yes. Boing, boing, boing. You're being so silly. You want to say hi to everybody? Yeah. It's recording. I know you can't see them, but you can say hi. (laughs) I say hi. Hi. Say hi. I say hi, Mama. Okay, just say hi. No. No, he doesn't understand that there's no one to say hi to if he doesn't see them. He's like, okay, let me say hi to them. Football, Mom. Your football? Where is it? Oh, yeah? Okay, rough, rough. Very cool. So I was just finding myself, you know, being afraid. And I know that God did not give us a spirit of fear. So I was really fighting off that as well, right? Like God didn't give me a spirit of fear. God didn't give me a spirit of fear. But I was sitting there trying really hard not to worry about the fact that I could have another breakdown. Um, Those who know my story, and we're not going to go into it today, but um, a lot of people know that I've had four emotional breakdowns in my life that were caused by various different things. And though I like to think that God has led me to uh, restoration and healing, um, that I not think, I know, right? But so though I know that God has led me to restoration and healing, um, I also, you know, put a lot of, of, um, energy and thought into what I eat and I make sure to get exercise. Like 
even though I have taken action to really allow God to lead me into the best health and um, hopefully to never walk into another breakdown, though I pray about it all the time and trust him with it, I was, you know, at the end of the day, I could still have another, right? Like we could do everything right and still deal with cancer. We could, you know, still whatever, right? And so that reality was just hitting me so hard this particular morning. Um, And I had to really let go of the control of the possibility because, you know, sitting there being worried about the possibility of something you can't control does not help anything. Um, And I had to remind myself and and was fighting with the the reality that I'm his um I really am his I don't have to worry I'm I'm taking I'm taking care of I'm in his hands um Jesus left me peace I have peace um and you know like the the man um in John let's see here it is John 5 1 through 14 The man, okay, so the healing at the pool. So sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now they're in Jerusalem near the sheep gate, a pool with, I can't read that, a remic. Oh, I've got a lot of work to do, guys. It's called Bathsheba and which is surrounded by five covered colonnades here a great number of disabled people used to lie the blind the lame and the paralyzed one man was there had been an invalid had been invalid for 38 years when jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in his condition for as long for a long time he asked him do you want to get well so in this verse we we hear of Jesus speaking to this man, asking him if he wanted to, if he wants to be well. The man answering yes, and him saying, "Okay, well, if you want to be well, then get up, and and go." And like in that Bible verse, just like that in the Word, I have had to be reminded that um, that okay. Let me back up. So. Havilah Covington uses this verse to really kind of look at it from a perspective that Jesus could have just healed the man and went along his way, right? Like he has the power to do so. But when he heard how long the man had been sick, like what if it was, he asked him, do you want to get better? Because he was trying to empower him. He was trying to say, okay, well then get up and take it. Like I've already given you the power. I live inside you. I've given you the power, take it. And so when I read that in Havilah Covington's book, um, it really gave me a new perspective on five one uh, on um, John five, and really did empower me and reminded me, wow, Jesus lives inside me. I have the power to just take peace. And so when I'm feeling super anxious, like I can just a lot of times the Holy Spirit will just be like, just take that peace, girl. You have it in you. Yes. And so I was that morning just really struggling with, I can do that. I can just take that piece. Um, this is something you've learned. You can do it. Um, and then um, I just, I felt myself being like, wow, I need him. I need the word. I need time in his presence. Uh, and um, 
that verse just freed me. Um, you know, once I got in his presence, I, I was just reading verses and was like, oh man, that verse just freed me. Write it down. Oh, be careful not to get in a cycle of, you know, writing something down and then, and then reading it because you feel anxious. That's what we call a compulsion. Oh, I'm going to get back in my head again. And I just, that's just the kind of morning I was having. I was just all over the place. Next, I want to talk to you about how I got out of it, how I just kind of was able to have a day, do a 360. It wasn't by my own power, but how he led me back to peace. Guys, I have felt failure so many times in my life when it comes to anxiety uh, and many things, really, if I'm honest. Um, I've had a lot of jobs and I say that with a positive spin on it, but if I'm super honest and transparent, a lot of times I get really down on myself um, in feeling like, wow, I can, I've never been able to hold down a job and I've never been able to really thrive at one for a really long time. Um, and I've done really well uh, coping with anxiety and PTSD and I've come really far and then I've crashed really, really hard. And so this, this last week and this morning when I was dealing with this, these things, um, I was doing a lot of talking with my husband on, you know, I just feel like a failure, you know, and, and so this particular morning I was, when I was just soaking up the word and feeling so in and out of just, thoughts were just racing and stuff. I just was like, okay, if I found Jesus and I don't drink, I don't swear, I don't, I don't eat dairy, then why do I have anxiety? And that guy's public disclaimer, right? Like that is not a poke at anyone who, who drinks or, um, or smokes, or anything of that nature. Definitely not on anyone who um, eats dairy. I want to be very careful with my words because I never want to come off as judgmental. This is just, these are things that um, along my journey I have found are really a huge part of me not having anxiety, but I never want anyone to feel like a finger is being pointed at them because that is just not what God's love is about. And I never want to be a person who's pointing the finger. So don't hear me wrong. But I was just like, man, I, I feel like I still deal with anxiety. Um, and sometimes it feels like I just can't get above it. And and I found Jesus and I turned to Jesus and I don't drink and I don't swear and I don't smoke and I don't eat dairy. I'm not perfect, guys. I'm, I'm not saying I never cuss either. <laughs> I'm just saying like I made the decision not to swear. I don't want to. I don't eat my dairy. I don't drink. Like why do I still have anxiety from time to time? And I feel like God really put it on my heart this particular morning I'm talking to you about. And... um was uh, having these thought patterns that I often have that are a problem. Um, I just started feeling better all of a sudden. And one of the thought patterns that is is not always the best, right, is I will go back and be like, oh my gosh, what did I do? And how do I do that again? And, you know, um, that actually tells your brain that you need 
you need to experience more anxiety. It's a cycle. We'll have to get into it someday. But and and some of you probably know exactly what I'm talking about. But I don't want to get into it right now. Um, but I, I found myself going, "What did I do? How did I fix it? Why am I all of a sudden feeling better after feeling so racy and being so in my head and being so kind of trapped and like in bondage?" that I was creating myself, but really had a hard time getting out of like, why am I all of a sudden feeling better? And I feel like God put it on my heart. Nothing. You did nothing but turned to me. And I feel like um, if a person struggles with OCD, like I have struggled with OCD, you can hear this wrong. So I want to be very careful. Um, God wasn't saying you read the Bible verse and your anxiety went away. That can happen. That has happened. But if you have um, a certain form of OCD, um, reading something, thinking that it's making you better can turn into reading it a thousand times. So don't hear me wrong. Instead, God was putting it on my heart that I, I didn't exercise it away. I didn't eat the right things to make the anxiety go away. I didn't sing the right song or say the right prayer. I, I really, I just turned to him and was like, oh my goodness, I need you. I don't know how to fix this. Um... I felt like nothing but turned to me was his answer. Um, And I wasn't even really asking. You know what I'm talking about? Like, has that ever happened to you where you're just kind of thinking something? You're not really asking, but he answers. Like, that's that's how it was. I was just like kind of thinking, whoa, what did I do? And I feel like he was like nothing but turned to me. And I was just immediately relieved that I don't have to remember how to be okay. I don't have to remember how I learned to cope. I don't have to memorize all the verses, though the verses are great and fantastic and they are powerful. I don't have to be perfect um, or even remember what worked last time. Like my brain was trying to be like, oh my gosh, what made you feel better? Let's remember what you just did so we can remember that next time we're having a panic attack. No, instead... All I had to do was just turn to him. All I need to do next time is just turn to him and he'll lead me through it. So the rest of the morning um, went awesome. And, and the space in between where I felt better and where I was really in my head was him just leading me. Um, it was me picking up the word and him uh, through a devo and him telling me, Reminding me of Romans 8 in that Devo. And um, let's go to Romans 8. So Romans 8 says, People who let their human thoughts rule them will die. Think about God's spirit, what God's spirit wants. Have life with God and peace. Uh, sorry, people who think about what God's spirit wants have life with God and peace inside them. Um, you know, so in just turning to him, 
and just kind of, I, I picture it like just turning your face towards the, the sun, right? Or, or shifting your entire body from, um, you know, one wall to the other wall, right? Like I just felt myself that morning just turn towards him and, you know, that led me to kind of just pick up my phone and go to my Devo. And in the Devo that morning was Romans 8. And I really feel like it was not an accident. God was saying, hey, don't let your thoughts rule you. You're sitting here wondering about if you're okay. Um, and just kind of letting anxiety overtake you. And really, it's just letting your thoughts rule you. Romans 8, people who let their human thoughts rule them will die. Um, think about what God's spirit, people who, who think about what God's spirit wants, have life with God and peace inside them. It was just a great reminder that um, I didn't need to let thoughts rule me. And then God just took me turning to him and continued to lead me out of this morning of anxiety um, by reminding me that he that is in me is greater than he that is in the world, John 4, 4. So whatever I'm feeling when it comes to anxiety, like that's of the world and um, of the flesh, but he that is in me, Jesus who is in me, the Holy Spirit that is in me is greater than any of that. And so even when it feels like it's overtaking me, it's not. Um, he went on to put on my heart that I may feel unwell, but the truth is that Jesus has left me peace in my heart and in my mind. We know that because he um, talks about that in John 14, 27. Um, and then finally, that being anxious, God led me out of this morning of anxiety with um, the reminder that I'm not to be anxious over anything. That being anxious over, be anxious for nothing meant not even being anxious about anxiety itself. And he's reminded me of this um, in the past and I've forgotten. Um, sometimes I get so in turmoil about whether or not I'm okay, how I'm feeling, um, the thoughts that are rolling around in my head and I'm, I'm trying to control them, but let go. And, and just, I get so caught up in my head that really I'm being anxious about anxiety itself, as silly as that sounds. And he was reminding me that I am to be anxious over nothing. And that literally means don't be anxious over anything. And we find this in Philippians 4, 6 through 7. He wants me to be free. He wants me to be peaceful. Um, he wants me to lean on his grace, anxious over nothing. Um and I just, that's really all I've got for you today. I just really wanted to share how kind of a week filled with lots of ups and downs and kind of a roller coaster ended up being this morning where I just felt in my head and and knew I just didn't want to be here anymore. I, I wasn't comfortable. That sounded really, that that was not the way I meant it to sound. I just didn't want to be 
uncomfortable anymore. I didn't want to have the anxiety anymore. I didn't want to have that fight anymore. I wanted that peace that I had felt from God in the past, but I didn't exactly know how to get there. And I feel like just doing the only thing I knew to do, you know, pick up the word, um, try to rest and relax and be in his presence. Um, like I said, allowed me to just turn towards him and, and he then took that opportunity to just remind me of the truth of his word, um, and what he says about me. And then beyond that, that really I can live in his grace and his freedom and his peace and his control that I don't have to do anything other than turn to him. I become so overwhelmed by, oh my goodness, how do I never have to deal with that again? And he took this opportunity to remind me when it happens again, all you need to remember is to turn towards me. So if you have never um, known of the peace that does not make sense, the peace that surpasses all understanding, and you would like to experience that, I can't even begin to describe it to you. And I have felt the opposite. I have had such panic attacks. I can't even describe them to you. But on the flip side, I can't even describe to you God's peace. When you just feel it wash over you, it's amazing. It's life-changing. It's like it's like everything's settling and just becoming right. Um, and I would love to invite you to say a prayer that um, could start you on your journey towards just turning yourself towards Him and giving Him permission because He's a gentleman. Um, And he does not come in without permission. He gave us free will because he wants us to truly be free and to have the choice. So, you know, a prayer that just invites him to come and start leading you. Like he led me this morning, like he's led me for um, many mornings. Um, So if you want that peace, I would just invite you to say this prayer with me. Jesus, I make you the Lord and Savior of my life. I invite you to be the driver, I want to be in the passenger seat. I want the peace that surpasses all understanding that comes from only you. Please take over. Thank you for being the Lord and Savior of my life and forgiving me of my sins. Amen. Guys, if you just if you just prayed that prayer, I'm so excited. Please, please, please reach out to us on Instagram or by texting or calling 509-578-9256 to let us know. We want to celebrate you and we want to pray for you and we want to come alongside you. And go ahead and reach out on any of those platforms. If it's not about the prayer, we still want to get to know you. We want to build community with those around us who are listening. Um with those around us who are around us, right? We just want to come alongside um, you and know how to pray for you. So reach out to us, let us know. And congratulations if you said that prayer was the best decision you could have ever made. It was the best decision that I have ever made. Um, And we're so excited for you. All right, everyone. Well, this kind of wraps up our peace 
Be Still series. Next week, I'm hoping to do uh, the interview that I did last week that for some reason the audio didn't work, where I'm sharing um, a wonderful story and an interview with a beautiful mama who has been through some stuff and her walk um, and her story about how God came alongside her. So stay tuned. And if you haven't done it already, wherever you get your podcasts, Go ahead and subscribe so that you don't miss a thing. We want to continue to chat with you and share with you. And we have a lot of wonderful things coming up in the new year. So don't miss a thing and follow us on Instagram. I hope you have a blessed Christmas that's filled with with the peace of God that surpasses all understanding that has come from the Savior Jesus Christ born to us on Christmas the reason we celebrate. Happy birthday, Jesus. Um, have a wonderful Christmas, everyone. And we hope to hear you. We hope to be chatting with you again next week. Bye-bye. Blessings.